It can wait. The basketball doesn't need to be played right now. We have the return of the playoffs on Saturday, and we can get to the games at another moment. This is Round Ball Roundup on UtahJazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga. I'm going to be speaking to Clinton Yates in a moment. He has a column up at the Undefeated. What we need to understand on Wednesday and what happened with the players is how they're feeling. They're tired. They're worn out. They see what's happening every single day in this country, and it's too much. And that's okay. We need to realize how much closer we are to these players than we realize. We're we're much closer to them than we can even imagine. When they leave the bubble, they're no longer basketball players. That's their job. But they're still black men. They're still in this country. This country is still reckoning with this history. And if we see nothing more from the collective action that the Bucks accomplished on Wednesday, it's okay. Now, we do have concrete steps that have occurred out of it. Donovan Mitchell clearly taken a leadership role in this entire movement. He was on the phone immediately with LeBron James right as the Bucks postponed their game. That, according to The Athletic. He's donating to Jacob Blake's children and their education. We've heard from Donovan himself how he brings up Breonna Taylor and how tired he is of what's happening. 2020 has been stressful for everybody. And for these players, no doubt. You saw the stories from Doc, Robert Ory, Chris Webber, the families of all these people, Bernardo Palacios. It's important what the Miller family did today. They'll be setting up a polling location at the arena, using their movie theaters as additional places. And it's important that they stood by their players. Their statement shows They're in lockstep with them. And this happened before this occurred, but they're committing money. $30 million a year to these communities. We heard more from the NBA PA about other teams that control arenas. They're going to set up polling locations. There's going to be a social justice coalition. And there's going to be advertising about civic engagement. It's tiring, but this is necessary work that all these players are doing And for these workers to look beyond themselves, it's so selfless what they're trying to accomplish. Anyway, when we get a game time, you'll have an opportunity to know where, when, check utahjazz.com for all that information. The next episode, we'll talk basketball. Right now, it's not the time. I want to bring in Clinton Yates. I talked to him yesterday, and we started off discussing the reaction to his article. He's a columnist at The Undefeated. It's titled, The League Isn't Boycotting Anything. The NBA Needs Collective Bereavement. What's been the reaction so far? I think a lot of people read what I had to say and just sort of took a step back. I had the fortunate timing of, because the story came out today, and the news immediately dropped that they were going to be resuming the playoffs, but with another day of rest built in. I had the fortunate pleasure of sort of being proven right, which is not something that is cool in any sense other than as a human being, as a fan of the league, they did what I think made the most sense, which was just take a break, you know? And I think a lot fewer people understood the value of that than they were willing to give themselves credit for. Because as I stated in the column, so many people make everything a zero sum kind of all or nothing proposal for no real reason at any given time, because that's just, 
kind of the sort of, I don't know, argumentative lifestyle and society we live in. And I don't mean that there's a problem with arguments. I just mean that sometimes not everything is an argument. It's just, yo, we need a break. You know, you saw Doc Rivers, you saw Paul George. These guys are out here worn down. And if sometimes you just got to stop because the world is, is, you know, on your shoulders for lack of a better term, that's okay, man. You know, it's cool. Just slow it down, bro. Nobody's trying to die out here for basketball. You know, COVID is already enough of a killer. Why run each other into the ground mentally and physically when you can just chill for a second and then move on and have as good of a product, if not better? Well, I'm sure fans of the game love the fact that games were happening day after day. That was awesome. We loved it. But as far as the mental health of these players, they are being so isolated from everything. They're playing day after day with zero breaks in between. They did need that that catch-up to to a point where they could say, okay, let's, let's look at what's happening now and, and everything that's happening in the world. Why is it so important to make sure that we don't call this a boycott? I think it's important because if you don't understand the order of operations that needs to happen in order to get to where we want to get and you start skipping steps, well, then everything that happens in between is not processed the way it should be, meaning... The reason why this isn't a boycott and why it's important not to say it isn't important to say that it isn't is because if an actual boycott does occur, people understand what they're looking at and not jumping to call that a revolt. Because if a revolt happens, you know, and we're thinking it's a boycott, it's simply a matter of being prepared and understanding what you're looking at. So while I took an opportunity to describe historically some other boycotts in history, that was only for the purposes of making people understand, yo, don't put that much pressure on these guys. This does not have to be that serious right now. Of course, the topic overall is serious, but it doesn't mean that every chess move or checkers move that's made is suddenly one that's going to end the game. That's not necessarily what the smartest path to this is anyway. So stop acting like it should be because that's what people think that they want to happen. You know what I'm saying? Let these guys go at their own pace. Never mind the basketball. Just as beings in America, you know, let these guys process this as they, so, as they see fit. Because for many people of color, this whole year, this whole summer, has just been insane anyway. Forget about basketball. What's happening and, and how do you respond to the shut up and dribble crowd? I don't know, man. I mean, look, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be flippant here, but I, I sort of look at this in terms of sort of a college type manner. If you are in shut up and dribble mode, you are still doing pre-college classes. I'm trying to operate at a 300 or 400 level of intellect and, you know, just general communicative meeting you know what i mean and so you know okay if you're 15 years old or you're 55 years old and you've never thought about anything in your life beyond just what the guys do when they're on the court or on the field or on the ice or on the diamond in a jersey well then all right maybe that makes sense to you daggone daggone doesn't make sense to me and i'm not going to spend much of my time arguing people who think that because i just don't have the time or the inclination to do that shortest version i'm smarter than that I go back to what uh, Bomani tweeted the other day uh, for his birthday. Don't engage in the bad faith arguments. I right, thought that was you know, tremendous advice. for. This is why I tell people all the time, never at me. You know what I'm saying? You can get the work any day of the week. And if you're arguing in bad faith, I reserve full right to break you off. So just know that. What'd you make of the solidarity across other sports? We saw it in soccer, in in baseball with the Brewers that they didn't play their games. What'd you make of the other sports also jumping on what happened on Wednesday? 
I thought that was interesting. I didn't necessarily need that, to be quite frank. You know, I mean, I think the concept of solidarity is one that makes a lot of sense. It's one that I admire. And in many cases, it's one that I applaud. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily need every Major League Baseball team to make a statement. I would have liked it if some of the teams were a little bit more supportive of the players who did come out and say things. Absolutely. But at the same time, I think about that Jerry Jones situation where people said, oh, what's taking Jerry so long to comment about this? Talking about the Dallas Cowboys and the kneeling and Roger Goodell apologizing and this, that, and the third. I'm like, bro, I was not checking for what Jerry had to say any dang on way. Why would I care about that? You know, and I mean that in full earnesty because a lot of people want to hold folks to task just for the sake of doing it. But sometimes you have to think to yourself, does what this person has to say really necessarily apply to this situation in any regard other than just their name being on a headline at all? And also, a lot of times it's not. So while I applaud like MLS, who, by the way, that was trickier than they wanted to give credit for. They did not necessarily handle that in the best way, but whatever. The guys got to speak their mind. While I applaud MLS and the NHL for their efforts, you know, not everybody has to chime in at all the time. And I'm okay with that, you know, and that's why this NBA thing is so important because once again, if you don't trump up every action as being the most important thing all the time and simply understand that every once in a while, black folks got to just kind of say something, you know what I'm saying? Back up, you know, then, okay, that's cool. We don't have to take everything to the nth degree because that exhausts us mentally and psychologically. Well, and I'm sure it's, it's just something that has happened where the black athlete is always having to answer for things. And some, some athletes just don't have, have anything to say on, on the topic, given every single thing that happens in the day, they can opt into these sort of discussions and is not the, their responsibility to come up with the solutions to cure society's ills. What you would like to see happen next going forward for what we see in the NBA and the rest of this playoffs. Um, I think these couple of days off are probably going to be a retooling and a rejuvenation effort. I, you know, I, it's hard to say because I also don't want to, I don't want to put words or do that thing where people sort of switch track you into forcing you to say something and whether or not you think it's right or they think it's right. I, I don't really actually care what they continue to do. Like there's no point where in which I'm going to judge the collective action of NBA players as good or bad based on my opinion of what they should be doing. What I hope is that whatever they do works best for them as far as how they feel. I don't know what it's like to be in the bubble outside of the people I talk to who have been there, um, whom, whom I talk to pretty regularly, but also those people aren't players. Those people are there working there. I mean, I've talked to a couple of guys who played, but like for the most part, it's just like, bro, survival is key at this stage, like literally as a human being. And so if they decide, you know what, we had our piece, we'll deal with the rest of this in the off season. We just needed to know that we could do this. Okay. But then again, if they come out and they say, you know what, before every game, we're reading the list of every single name this year of a person who was unarmed, who was gunned down by a police officer. That's fine, too. Whatever level of engagement they need to be at their best to play basketball and feel the best as human beings is the level of engagement that I will buy. And it is not for any of us to determine if we are not the ones, never mind in the bubble, but the ones playing the basketball. How do you think that this stoppage will be remembered? That's a good question. And I think that when you look at all of the things that have happened during COVID-19, I think that the overall Black Lives Matter movement becoming part of sports is going to be one big thing. 
I don't necessarily think the NBA specifically stopping games is going to be the biggest part of that big thing. But I do think it'll probably be the first chapter of that book, if you will. You know, when it comes to what we think about what happened to sports in 2020, well, COVID and Black Lives Matter. That's it. You know what I'm saying? The, the number of people that are going to remember who won titles in this year, you know what I'm saying, people who consider themselves to be relatively knowledgeable sports people, is going to be pretty low because there's going to be so many other things, you know, that cloud the, um, I don't know, just cloud the, the conversational atmosphere, you know? So that's, that's kind of what it is. That's kind of what it is for me, yo. He is a columnist over at The Undefeated. His latest, The League, isn't boycotting anything. The NBA needs collective bereavement. Clinton Yates, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for joining Roundball Roundup on utahjazz.com. JP, thanks, bro. It's been fun. Appreciate it.